Welcome to Being at Work. This is Andrea Butcher. And on this show, I talk with executives about a pivotal moment in their career that taught them a lot about themselves and their leadership. And today's guest says that she is always on the lookout for the lesson to be learned. It's a mindset that has served her well. Angela Deputy is the Chief Human Resource Officer at Heartland Veterinary Partners. And what you most need to know about Angela is the intentionality with which she approaches her life and her work. During our conversation, she'll highlight four lessons that she's learned from a variety of pivotal moments. My big takeaway, sometimes as leaders, we will do what we know to be right, but in the end, we may not be met with rainbows and unicorns. Started my my career out very very early in operations and communication sales and uh, and networking, but I always wanted to be in HR. Uh, I knew at my my senior year in undergrad, I took an org development class, and I said that's what I want to do for a living. So I I worked my way into human resources through uh, learning and development. The, that's where my that's where my roots are in instructional design, learning and development, org development, leadership development. Um, worked for various organizations, uh, had an incredible ride with my career, which has led me to, to where I am today with, with Heartland Veterinary Partners leading their HR function. Yeah. And are you, so you a big animal fan? Do you love like working for a veterinary partner? I really am. You, and you do have to have a passion for, for animals to be in this industry. I will tell you, yeah, I've worked in various industries, as you know, and I have to tell you, uh, Vets are probably one of the most underappreciated uh, uh, doctors in in our world. I think um, they approach their work with such great care, and it's 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 truly humbling to to have the opportunity to work with with them. So yes, I am a big animal fan. Yeah, that serves you well in this in this new role. Well, and you said you know various organizations. What a ride you've had, Roche Diagnostics. Walgreens, so large enterprise organizations. Now you're leading the HR function at Heartland. And I know you, um, throughout your career, you know, when I think about you, uh, you know, I've been so fortunate to get to reconnect at various stages in your career. And one thing that has always stayed so constant is just how intentional you are about your leadership. You know, you're very thoughtful, strategic, but I also see this good balance of you like off the cuff. So it, is that intentional? Is that just who you are? How does, how does that play out? I think it's sort of who I am. I mean, I think at the core, you know, my brand has always been to sort of say it like it is. So I think, I think it's, just, it's just sort of, sort of who I am. I am careful with that. <laughs> there has to be a balance, you know, but it's just the sort of who I am. You know, when you asked me to uh, talk to you about this, you asked me about pivotal moments in my career, and I was thinking through it, and it's just so hard to pick just one, because I think there's something to be learned in every encounter, every day. We're constantly making sort of shifts in our thinking and actions because of it. So when you talk about, you know, being intentional, I think about that. And I, I really made so many choices and moves throughout my career. And it's because I'm always on the lookout for, for lessons to be learned or always reflecting on how I can do things, things differently as a leader. Always on the lookout for the lesson. Well, and so as you've reflected on the pivotal moments, 
I appreciate your comment about it's hard to pick just one because there are, you know, you're a growth oriented leader. And so there's lots of situations you can pull from. But as you've reflected on that, you know, what, what specifically has come up for you as a big leadership lesson learned kind of moment? When I think through it, I think all of these, these things that we've been through, you know, you talk about my, my time at Roche, you know, time at Volkswagen, time at Walgreens, um, just recently Aspen Dental, all of these moments become sort of our leadership story that we, we use to tell others about our journey, right? And I joke, I do joke sometimes with team members when I say to them, you know, everything you're experiencing right now, it's all just an interview answer, you know, <laughs> where somebody says, tell me about a time you were faced with a challenge or adversity, right? You know, and I get to say, well, I've got a story for you. <laughs> so, and I did, I read a quote the other day that said, uh, when you replace why is this happening to me with what is this trying to teach me, everything shifts. Uh, because we're humbled and we're willing to learn. So, you know, I do, when I think about, I think about sort of my leadership, pivotal moments, being really intentional in what I do. I think there's, there's really four lessons over the years with any, any sort of challenge that I've been faced with that I've been able to take away. And I think that the first one is really centered around self-awareness you know, that's just my brand. It's just who I am. And I think self-awareness with regard to our leadership brand is critical to be defined because we leave a mark wherever we go based on that brand and all those organizations I've been with. And I do think even if you, if you spoke to all my teams and all those organizations, they would all, they would all speak to, to that brand, you know, being intentional. And I think that the second lesson really is around challenges that we encounter in HR. I mean, HR if we're doing, if we're doing our, our job the way I think it needs to be done in human resources, um, we're certainly enabling the organization, but we can be disruptive a bit at times. And so really being, being clear about the, the type of change we're trying to drive and our, our intentions with that change is super important in human resources because it can be very powerful. And I think that the third lesson in a lot of these pivotal moments that I've had is, you know, sometimes as leaders, we do what we know to be right. But like you said earlier, in the end, you know, there's not always people at that finish line giving us a big hug or throwing a big party. And then finally, I think that the last real lesson for me has been just reflecting on on intentions is, is certainly critical before we act, because if we're not clear on those intentions, when we're driving for change, you're driving for that results. Some things may happen that we that we weren't intending along the way. And so you, you said those really are helpful in any challenge, like regardless of situation or context. Give us an example of how those have shown up specifically for you. Yeah, I think now with this new role, right? So I've I've joined this incredible organization that's been really successful to date. And I'm in this position where you know, the intention is that I'm helping to build out processes that, that stand us up and enable further growth as an organization. But in an organization that's already been successful, it's sometimes difficult to help them understand why they may need human resources or, or more processes or partners or leadership development when they've been so successful and they've been doing it on their own. So it's a, it's a bit of a dance. And I think that, you know, at this point, if, if I wasn't self-aware as a leader, I could be navigating some, some challenging waters here where, 
I do have to engage and enroll them in any change and help them understand the need for the change. It's just not process for the sake of process. And my brand is to drive pretty hard to say it like it is, right? And I do have to tame that a bit because because I might lose people along the way. Um, so that that first leadership lesson around self-awareness is is facing me every day. It's staring me in the face in this new role. Oh, yeah, I'd love to dive into that just a little bit. Like, what what did you do in your first 90 days to, to you talked about engaging and enrolling. Like, what did that look like? So, I mean, it was critical. It's so funny, like, throughout our career, right? So I've been, I've been coaching leaders <laughs> on how to lead teams for ages. And when I finally, you know, I'm, I'm now leading an entire function, right? And one of the the things that we we talk to leaders about is ensuring that you have the strategy in place and then everything else will fall in place from there. And that's, that's exactly what I did. You know, within the first 90 days, I built out the vision and the roadmap for the function and made it clear that within that roadmap, there were certain things we were going to need to accomplish. And so having to, to help people see the vision, so they see the purpose, and it just doesn't feel like intervention after intervention that we're slapping on them. That was really key. Yeah. So then they could see how they're part of it. And no doubt that gave them something to step into. How did you engage the team in determining the vision and the strategy? This one was a balance too, because it's it's difficult to take a group of individuals who hasn't necessarily experienced a mature strategic HR function and have them build it from scratch with you. Like maybe we could in a you know, a Fortune 500 company, right, where they've experienced before and they know they know the real value in it. Here, I had to sort of tease it out along the way. So certainly wanted to engage them and get their feedback, but I had to give them a framework to react to first, which was a bit of a different approach than I've, than I've taken in other, in other organizations. You know, in organizations like Walgreens, I was able to, to have my team, you know, knee deep in it creating the vision from scratch. Here I had to give them pieces of it and then have them react to it and help me pull it together from there. So you still engage them. I think that's a really great leadership lesson. You could really intimidate someone if you're asking them to create something and they have no experience at all to pull from. Yeah, I guess, that, you know, in many ways we have to just meet them where they are, right? Yeah. So you developed a framework that they then reacted to. So they did get to participate in the creation in that way. Absolutely. Okay, so with this, so with this new opportunity, I hear definitely I hear those four elements coming in. Talk a little bit more about the doing what you know to be right. You know, you you talked about an organization who's where the organization is already successful. You know, really having to do some education around the value you bring. What does that look like? You know, it's it's kind of interesting. So when you look at all these organizations I've I've worked in and and the various HR transformation that I've been able to lead. And, you know, there was great success in much of those experiences, right? And so that becomes what I know to be right. It's worked before in these other organizations. And and the reality is, although leadership in general and leadership lessons may be industry agnostic, the way we carry these processes out is not. And we do have to flex a bit for the industry, you know, the, the nuances of the industries that we're in. And, and I'm finding that here where if I'm launching, let's say an engagement survey, right? I know exactly how an engagement survey needs to go off and how to make it successful and how to, 
how to report it out to the organization and, and um, you know, build communication plans around it and action planning around it, et cetera. But I may have to tweak what I've always known to be right about the execution of something like that, because it may play out in those other industries. But here we have to be a bit more tactful about it or a bit more deliberate about it. So so I think that in that way, again, meeting meeting the organization sort of where they are and, and customizing and tweaking things to, to fit the, the industry and the organization. Yeah, and that's why you referred to it earlier as a bit of a dance. I think I think that's such a great way to describe it because it's not it's it's much more of an art than a science, isn't it? It's yeah, it's it's bringing what you know, but not falling on your sword if it doesn't play out the way that you want it to. But at the same time, because you're building relationships and getting to know people so that you can meet them where they are, that that is a bit of a dance. But so important as you advance, you know, you, it's interesting, your career, you started in operations, which no doubt serves you well today. I, I, and, I, and, you know, that's something I've always seen in you is that you're really good at operationalizing the talent and HR processes. But you started in operations, you've got this L&D background. So it feels like it's, it's this really good blend of skill set that also helps you to flex and meet people where they are. I think so. I think, you know, because especially with that ops experience, I mean, I'm not building and leading HR process for the sake of, sake of HR process, right? Like, I know, I know that at the end of the day, an operator is going to have to execute on that. And we have to be really clear on what we're trying to drive from an operational perspective. And, and in an organization where they haven't necessarily seen the impact of these HR efforts yet, from an ops perspective, uh, it becomes increasingly difficult. You know, I have to continually help them to understand, you know, whereas like at a Walgreens, I could just say, you know, we're, we're executing on, on an engagement server this year. Everybody gets it. Everybody knows the value in it. They've done it for years, right? Like it's just a part of their being here. They have to truly understand, well, what are you going to do with that data? You know, and can we trust you with that data? You know, so it's a very difficult or a very different way of, of navigating human resources interventions. Personally, what is most challenging in that for you? I think it's that beast, right? <laughs> that we, as, as female leaders, you know, it's that, it's that constant beast, like, am I doing it right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it's just, it's the, you know, it's, confidence and knowing, yes, you have done this a hundred times before <laughs> and it, you have to be respectful of the nuances of the industry. And so it's this, this constant self-coaching that I'm doing as a, as a senior leader to not doubt myself. Well, and particularly since the organization, you know, the, the, what you're creating is new for the organization. So it's also like, talk to this, because a challenge I've had, you know, a senior HR position that I led, very similarly, I, I was really trying to drive something very new and different. And so, like, a lot of the leaders didn't like what was happening. And so, you know, in the in the past, it's like, I relied a lot on the feedback of people around me. <laughs> but it's like, okay, it, and it very much goes to what you were saying about sometimes we have to do what's right without the applause or without the accol- accolades or affirmation because we know it's the right thing to do. So how do you keep going? 
It's so interesting. And so I was relating this to this, this whole idea of, because I hear where you're going. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like our success in human resources does rely a lot of times on the feedback we're getting from the organization and from team members. And um, I had a fabulous CHRO at Walgreens one time who said to me, he said, you know, Angela, if everybody loved you, I would actually question how well you're doing your job. <laughs> and, you know, what he meant was, look, if you're just the yes person in human resources, then you're not transforming things and you're not igniting change. And um, I don't know, did you read The Gifts of Imperfection yet? When she talks in there about, you know, when we start basically doing a dance to sell our soul to kind of be liked, we, we sell ourselves out, you know, when we know what is sort of true and important. But it is a balance. Like, you know, I do as a leader want to be, want to be, you know, I do want people to want to engage with me and see my vision and come along the ride with me. But at the, the end of the day, there are things I'm going to have to implement in human resources that reduce risk for the organization or, you know, not everything is a big, you know, leadership development program where everybody's hugging at the end of that, right? right. <laughs> so I have to be careful about when I'm doing that dance to be liked and really balance that. Yeah, that's that's such a good reminder. Well, and and yeah, and the difference between respect and liked. And so all of the things you talked about that you're doing to engage and build relationships, I mean, those are respect building behaviors. Yeah, I want I want the trust and understanding and respect. And listen, like I said, this is a, this is an incredibly unique industry, and the, the leaders that are in this industry know it like no other industry I've been in. So there's so much to be learned on that level, and there's no way I could get something off without without their engagement or or their buy-in. It's just the degree to which they engage and buy-in, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you need them. I mean, I think that's so, particularly at that level, right? You're the no leaders aren't going it alone. Yeah, you you need the other strengths perspective to move the business forward. Yeah, that's that's really good. So let's dive in. We've talked about self awareness. We've talked about doing what we know to be right. Some of the challenges we encounter in HR. So let's talk about reflecting on intentions. That was another one of the lessons that you said has really been been at the forefront for you as you lead through challenges. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I think that there's there's so much to do, right? And at the end of the day, why are we doing it? What's the real outcome we're intending to drive? And if it's if it's about me and my leadership or what I want to accomplish, what are my real intentions there? Is it to, you know, is it to drive a greater result somewhere in the organization? And if, if that's the case, then, you know, just being really clear and, and deliberate on that, you know, because our intentions can get misinterpreted a lot, especially in these leadership roles. And, and so I, I feel like as long as I know why I'm doing what I'm doing, and I'm very clear on that, and I'm true and honest with myself about it, you know, then it's easier for me to to navigate any adversity that may come my way. You know, but sometimes, and I don't know if you've experienced this, sometimes we're not true to ourselves on those intentions either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it can get very complex. And, you know, I've, I've misstepped enough times, you know, very early in my career 
uh, where I wasn't honest with myself about about those intentions. And, you know, now at this point and at this age, you know, I, I know the signs <laughs> and I watch out for it. Yeah, that's really good. I had a conversation with a friend recently about about that because I, I had gotten upset in a team meeting. And initially I was like, oh gosh, you know, I was feeling a bit sheepish about like getting emotional. And as I was processing it with, with him, you know, he, he reminded me like, Hey, cause he was asking me like, well, what he was like, it feels like that was really appropriate for you to be upset. Clearly, like you care a lot about that. I said, yeah, I, I do. So I, that was, it was a good reminder. It's like, Hey, if I'm upset, you need to see me upset right now. That's right. I remember I had a great consultant too. This was actually from my Roche years. Um, you're just making me think about this story. I walked in the room and I just had a ton of energy and I was I was driving towards a for the result. And everybody kind of moved in the room and moved to action. And I walked outside and, and the consultant came out and he said, do you realize what you do to people when you do that? Like, you need to understand your intentions before you walk in the room with that degree of energy. And if your intention truly is, to get us moving and hyper respond, great. But if you're if you're just acting on emotion, it's it's not okay. Well, so it's it's it, I mean it goes back to your reflecting on what my intentions are. It's also like how am I feeling right now? That's that's been a big one for me. I literally have feelings wheels all over my house now because it's just that's so important for me to check in because I don't want to do things out of anger, out of frustration. Like nothing good's going to come from that. <laughs> that's so helpful. Well, Angela, you are such a delight. I so appreciate these very practical insights you've shared today, the starting with the self-awareness, the challenges that we encounter in HR around doing what we know to be right, and then reflecting on intentions, something that in any challenge or situation, all of us can rely on. If our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, via email would be great. Angela.deputy at heartlandvetpartners.com. Uh, I'd love to I'd love to hear from everybody. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.